stupid suicide. You're a stupid suicide. You'll never live. You'll never die. You're a stupid suicide. Welcome back to the Better Off Dead Minute podcast. The daily podcast where we analyze the movie Better Off Dead one baby blue plaid minute at a time. We're your hosts, Curtis Blaze from thesacknews.com. And Jason Hummel from Mondo Confidential. Today, we are examining Minute 9, which starts with Monique unpacking her suitcase and ends with Lane pulling up to the stoplight. In the last minute, Lane left for school after hearing from his dad that he was going to have to take care of that vehicle darkening his driveway. Jason, how about a recap of Minute 9? At eight minutes, Monique pulls back from the window where she was watching Lane load his skis into the family station wagon. At 8.10, Monique begins to unpack her suitcase. Riveting stuff. 8.15, (laughs) Mrs. Smith bursts into Monique's bedroom without knocking and introduces her son, Ricky. At 8.40, we learn that Monique is a French foreign exchange student who will be staying with the Smiths all year. At 8.47, Monique looks on with disgust as Ricky snorts up half a bottle of nasal spray. And at 8.50, we cut to Lane pulling up to a stoplight, and there the minute ends. Okay. Let's do our impression of that both at once. Ready? Snorping up nasal spray. Okay, now that everybody isn't listening anymore. (laughs) You know, for the first time, I noticed, watching it minute to minute, of course there's going to be a lot of details that we pick up. I don't think I ever noticed in the past that Monique was wearing a baseball cap with her pajamas. I believe it's a Dodgers cap. Oh, I didn't look that close. Dodgers, nice. <clears throat> so that would be the Los Angeles Dodgers at yes. the time. Yeah. Yes. Is that still a thing? As far as I know. Huh? All right. All right. <laughs> the Dodgers. So when we left Monique in the last scene, she was looking out at the window at Lane packing his car. And this time we're inside of her room where she's staying this year, the Smith's house. And as she pulls back from the window, we hear the song Arrested by You by Rupert Hine. Which is pretty much her love theme. Pretty much every time she's on screen, you get that song. I didn't realize it was every time. I guess it's sort of a subliminal thing as you watch it yeah. happening. So I was uh, I was looking up the, the lyrics for this thing. Uh, you can't... You can't really have a love theme in the 80s unless the last words are, take me, baby, oh, oh, oh. (laughs) (laughs) But seriously, this guy, what's his name? Robert? Rupert Hine. Rupert Hine. Have you ever heard of him? Has he done anything else that you know of? Um, yeah, he had, I believe he had some uh, songs on the charts in the 80s. Um, I'm blanking on, like, the, the actual hit. Oh, we'll go ahead and take a minute looking up. I was going to mix up with the I Ain't Missing You at All guy. Hey, an actual music video. That was definitely in one of those movies. Yeah, that's that's the ending song from Better Off Dead. So yeah, Rupert Hine. A lot of songs on the Better Off Dead soundtrack. Mostly. Mostly. That seems to be what he's mostly known for. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he had a couple of UK hits. Um, 
Lone Ranger and the setup. But other than that, yeah, Better Off Dead seems to be his uh, uh, calling card. And uh, have you seen the video for Lone Ranger? <laughs> We've got to put it on the website. Yeah, <laughs> mo- most definitely, because it is... Um, I, I would describe it as, as proto-kid rock, proto at least kid. in the beginning. <laughs> yeah. It, it's not Bawa to ba, but it's... I don't know how to describe the words. Bizarre, you... bizarre tribal <laughs> scatting. And then after Better Off Dead, it looks like he did a lot of, uh, a lot of soundtracks. He got yeah. involved in a lot of movies and doing stuff. Yep. Which I guess uh, was a changing fortune for him. Now, I, I'm not saying this because I know it and because I'm cool and into obscure music, but in, in doing the research, his first song, which wasn't a hit, had, what's that guy's name? Page. Jimmy Page. Jimmy Page on it. Jimmy Page yeah. in the 60s. This guy was in the 60s. He worked with Paul Simon. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Page was probably a session musician at that time, I think he was. Oh, that would make sense then. Yeah. That he would that he would just be on everybody's album. Yeah. I guess that is the case. Yeah. I wasn't I'm not sure if he was even in the Yardbirds yet. Oh, okay. Six early sixties? Yeah. I don't know much about about Paige. But I do know that in the very next scene, it's one of my favorites in the movie, where we meet Mrs. Smith, played by uh, uh Laura Waterbury, which you may know from one crazy summer as a, as the crossing guard who warns the little girls about making faces. If someone slaps you on the back, it'll stay that way. <laughs> that is, uh, I'm just that that scene sticks with me from childhood. <laughs> and it's funny because I'd heard that you know that's a common warning that your mom always gave you. Oh yeah. This woman delivered the quintessential version of that. <laughs> <laughs> the way she cackled. She was also in uh, Summer School, the, that Mark Harmon flick. Do you remember anything about that movie? I mostly remember Chainsaw. What does that mean? Uh, he, he was the kid that was obsessed with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and he wanted to have a screening in the classroom. I don't remember anything about the movie. I just remember it. All I remember is this. Mark Harmon, his character got AIDS on, I think, St. Elsewhere. Yes. So that Mark Harmon could go off and be a movie star and Summer School was the movie that was going to be the vehicle to him being a movie star. <laughs> and I remember it doing kind of well. Like, everyone saw Summer School. It was kind of a, kind yeah, of a hit. Yeah, it was a modest hit, at least. Yeah. So she was in that. I have no idea. And then Mac and Me. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I, bet I, I bet I hate watch Mac and Me once every about three years. Have you ever seen it? Yeah, long time ago. <laughs> There's that guy that always goes on... Um, on oh, is it Jimmy Kimmel on the Tonight Show or whatever? He was in it as as the kid in the wheelchair, and he always plays this one scene. Are you aware of this phenomena? No. Who's the guy that played Ant Man in the in the recent the, movie? Uh, Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. Okay, so Paul Rudd. Whenever he goes on, I think it's the Tonight Show. I'll probably have to correct this later. Um, he always says that he has a clip from his latest movie, and he always for for. Ten years, he's always played the exact same clip of him in the wheelchair getting pushed off the cliff in the movie mapping. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious. And, and the movie, the entire movie is just so bad. It's just so fun to watch. And she was in it. And then Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. I don't remember her in that at all, but those are her biggest roles. It seems like... The word for her is ancillary. Like in Inner Space, she played like Woman Who's Shopping... 
Yeah. And those are her big roles. Those are what she's known for, according to IMDb. And so, so we're introduced to this actress as Mrs. Smith, the mom of uh, the mom who's hosting Monique for the year. And then uh, <laughs> she bursts in with the cigarette, always with the cigarette with this woman. Yeah. I can't tell from our copy because it's potato quality if it's lit. It seems like it's lit all the time, but I never see her take a drag off it. It's it's just always kind of like hanging there, like Keith Richards' cigarette, you know. <laughs> and she's always like switching it back and forth from hand, from her hands too. And she kind of holds it like a cigarette smoker does. So, yeah. I wonder if at the time she was, really was a smoker. And then this surprised me. Ricky is played by Dan Schneider. Dan Schneider, head of the class guy, head of the class, good burger. And this is where we went into the weeds while we were researching it for today's show. Talk about Good Burger a little bit. Like, what? Explain to me, because to me, it's just this movie that was in the 80s. We all kind of like either know about it or saw it, but that was it for me. But you were telling me that it's like this big universe of stuff and it's like a third, a third level deep kind of movie for, for this character that he played in it. Yeah, because I mean, it's Keenan and Kel who had their own show. And before that, they were on all that, I believe. They there were a phenomenon actually there for a while. So what? And he was part of this. He was, and it was a live action show. Yeah. But it was on Nickelodeon. Yeah. This guy was all over Nickelodeon as a writer, as an actor. Oh yeah. What did like what were Keenan and Kel? I mean, are, do you have firsthand experience with this show? Is this something you watched? Well, channel surfing, I'd caught it. You once were aware. In a while. Of it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. They, they were kind of like a Black Abbott and Costello, sort of. Really? <laughs> I mean, they they weren't talking about the Susquehanna Hat Company or like you know pie for a quarter, but it was that classic you know comedy duo thing, you know, the skinny guy and the fat guy. So then that became Keenan. So and that was on Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon. Okay, and then that became Good Burger. Yep. Crazy. Well, that's that guy. So we got Ricky and we got Mrs. Smith. Ricky is. You know, I loved Head of the Class. I watched it all the time. I did not recognize this actor as as being the same guy as the one on Head of the Class. He's got his hair all slicked back. He's got these great big round glasses on. i not for sure that the actor wears lenses in the glasses. I mean, I'm sure as a piece of, if it was real, he would have lenses. But it, I, I didn't see glasses. I didn't see glass in the in the frames on it. But he comes in, he's wearing this, uh, what would you describe it as? Um, it actually it reminds me of the Vestronk brothers from Saturday Night Live, the two Czechoslovakian oh God, dudes. Yeah. You yeah. know, th- those two wild and crazy guys. He is he is dressed like them. What exactly. was the time frame on that? That was late 70s. Late so. 70s, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's got polyester all over him. Polyester. Yeah, there's baby blue and gold golf pants which by the way when he walks in the room he's adjusting his fly <laughs> just nonchalantly just like pulling the zipper up what was he doing right outside of the room before mom came along and drug him in to introduce him to monique just kind of lurking maybe we don't want to know <laughs> no <laughs> but he's i mean just in the whole movie he's just great as ricky i something about this character is just so disgustingly i could just like like get my hands into it and just really I just love his performance in this movie. Yeah, and, I mean, yeah, he really went for it. He really went deep in that character. 
and then and then on top of that, he does. Um, he's <laughs> we did it at the top of the at the top of the show. He takes out this bottle of nasal spray, okay, and he takes out this bottle of nasal spray from his pocket, and he takes off the cap, and then he drops the cap on the floor, <laughs> just on Monique's bedroom floor, yeah. and almost like he's flicking open a Zippo, you know, just boink. <laughs> And it suggests to me that he is going to, it, well, then he snorfs up this, this bottle of, uh, of nasal spray into his nose real hard, sticks it clear up there and squeezes real hard and just makes the big snorfing sound. And what that suggests to me is he's using the whole bottle of nasal spray. Now, I don't know, I don't know if I should share this publicly, but a couple of weeks ago I got sick. I was in New Orleans and I was just, I had my death of cold. There were a bunch of tornadoes tearing everything apart. And uh, I just got done, you know, kind of watching a little bit of this movie to, to see what was coming up, you know, in the next week. And he was my example for how to use nasal spray. Now, I've never used nasal spray in my life. So I looked at this and I thought, well, he's, you know, obviously exaggerating. So that isn't how you use nasal spray. But... But I thought, you know, probably it was based on reality. So I stuck this nasal spray up my bottle. I squeeze or <laughs> bottle <laughs> up, my, <laughs> up my nose. Freudian slip there, ladies up, and gentlemen. Up my nose, and I squeezed real hard, and I snorted in because I thought that's maybe how you did it. And then, because I didn't read the directions because I'm an idiot. <laughs> oh, my God. The back of my eyeballs were burning out. It felt like there was acid in my sinuses. Working its way towards my brain. I, I was crying. I was almost screaming. I was in a public restaurant when I did it. Oh, man. And crap is running out my nose and down the back of my throat. And I'm coughing and dying. And I have better off dead to thank for that. Thank you, Ricky. <laughs> On the upside, I got enough in one snort to do both nostrils. <laughs> and I could breathe. I could breathe so well for the rest of the day. <laughs> I could taste the po' boy later that day. Okay. There's this great moment where, where she smiles for the first time. Monique. What Monique does. Yeah. And Diane Franklin, you know, if I can just say on a personal note, when she smiles on screen, I lose all track of, like, time, space, anything like that. So you get this little moment where it's like, wow, she's gorgeous. And then in the very next moment, snorf. <laughs> and, you well, just, yeah. and you can just watch her smile slowly melt into disgust. I wonder if, I mean, obviously, they were both standing there, but they were doing coverage on that. I wonder, you know, she had to just, like, do that, do that melting thing yeah. probably on a separate camera without it happening. I wonder if he was, like, doing a line reading of the snorf <laughs> for her. <laughs> while, her, while her smile melted. Maybe we could get her on the show to talk about her experience on it. Dare to dream. I hear she wrote a autobiography. Yes, she did. That's me chewing on a wrapper while I'm trying to talk. <laughs> a candy wrapper, not Kid Rock. <laughs> Nobody's chewing on Kid Rock on our show. <laughs> that might be interesting to read. Do you know what it's called? It's a very long Bu- time. Buzz marketer, buzz marketer book for, yeah. for us. It's, uh, the excellent adventures of, uh, <laughs> excellent adventures of a totally awesome 
something. It's a very long time. <laughs> we need to look this up. I think we'd be doing our listeners a disservice if we weren't able to share this one. What? The oh, Excellent wait. Adventures of the Last American French Exchange Babe of the 80s. Oh, my God. That's great. When was it written? 2012. <gasps> it's free on Kindle Unlimited. It's 24 bucks as a paperback on Prime. I, there's no way around it. We need to get this book. Yes, definitely. We need to do the Excellent Adventures of the Last American French Exchange Babe of the 80s minute. No, page. Page by page. <laughs> We're going to abandon the movie format, the movies by minute format, and just go page by page for novels. Actually, that's not a bad idea. Well, here it is. <laughs> have, you, have you ever read this book? No, or have you only heard about it? I've... I've... I found out about it when I was uh, searching for some of her other movies, and I've been thinking about getting it. Do you have any idea what she talks about in it? Is I, it like behind-the-scenes stuff? Of I, I, I think that's what it is, is behind-the-scenes stuff about the uh, making of the movies. Oh, my God. We have to get it. We're yeah. already in minute nine. <laughs> this is a matter of... Utmost importance. This is almost malpractice. <laughs> that we haven't read this book before doing this movie. It's criminal. <laughs> so we watch her smile melt as he snarfs up his up his uh, <laughs> nasal spray, and then we cut back outside Lane at the stoplight in his family station wagon. We see it from the back. The handle's broken on the back door. It's it's gold. It's it's funny to me that. There is a station wagon in this movie, just like there is in One Crazy Summer. It really suggests that it is a spiritual sequel yeah. to Better Off Dead. I mean, the same character driving the same kind of car. No license plate. You say no license plate. It looks like no license plate to me. It looks like, yeah, it looks like it's just where it would rest. I mean, it almost looks like there's remnants of plate. But no plate. I think, looking at it really close, that there's something there. It looks, if you if you freeze if you freeze it at eight minutes and fifty four seconds, which I'm sorry to everyone out there. I know you hate when we do that. <laughs> it looks like there's letters right there, don't you think? Yeah, um, yeah. It does almost look like there's like a, an impression of letters. But then there's no screws through this thing to suggest that there's a license plate. No. I bet it was just a matter of, like, Savage Steve not wanting to, like, deal with there being a plate in the movie. And so he made it part of the character. Actually, that's kind of smart when you think about it. Yeah. Oh, and then we do learn. Okay, now, (laughs) my earlier conspiracy theory for a minute, I don't know, one about... David Ogden Stiers. David Ogden Stiers being Winchester... Home from the Korean War, and now he now he lives at home with his wife and his son Lane and his son Badger. I am, I'm gonna say I'm eighty percent sure that if you look in the background at at, at this shot at eight minutes and fifty four seconds, you can see the hills of Korea. <laughs> Does it not look like the hills of Korea, as portrayed in Mash? You know, I think it really does. <laughs> it doesn't look like it doesn't look like the foothills. Of a mountain that you would end up being able to ski on the top of. No, I mean, you, you, 
wow, I can see the chopper, and I can see. I know, every, right? Everybody ducking and running at the beginning. Almost yeah. like they filmed the the beginning of Mash right there. All they did was do a crane, go to the end of the street, do a crane shot, and fly a helicopter by it, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and if you listen close, you can hear suicide is painless. <laughs> and then, and then the muffler dragging on the ground, classic. Yeah. I think we all owned that car at one time. Oh yeah. I definitely did. Why is it not spark though? Is the one thing I can't figure out. Too rusty. No actual metal touching the ground. Just, <laughs> just oxidize, oxidization. Is that a word? Yes, oxidization <laughs> is a word. Ding. Well, God, I don't know. That's, that's about all I've got for this minute. Do you have anything else down for, for this minute? Nope. Well, all righty then. Uh, I'd like to thank everybody for coming back day after day to listen to us. Uh, if you want to find us, we're at betteroffdeadminute.com, which actually leads to our Facebook page because why well, maintain a website? Uh, you can email us at bodminute at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at bodminute. Or you can leave us a voice or text message at 712-830-7373. We'd really like to use your, your voicemail on the air if you want to leave one. Uh, also, we'd really appreciate it if you could go to iTunes and leave us a five-star review so that it makes it easier for other other fans of Better Off Dead Minute to to find us. And if you could retweet us or share us on Facebook, that would be just really great. We would really appreciate that. We might come to your house to do the broadcast if you do that. Oh. That's what we call a remote. <laughs> like the thanks of I, I I'd like to take a minute just to to make sure that I get Alex and Pete of Star Wars Minute thanked. Without them, the minutes by movie uh, format would probably have taken 10 more years to start they were the geniuses that did it those those lucky go those happy go lucky bastards <laughs> and their and their idea which sounded crazy at first to talk about star wars minute or to talk about star wars one minute at a time the indiana jones guys pete gary and tom it's it's my second favorite maybe it's tied for my first favorite Minute by movie by minute format podcast. So thanks to those guys. And then, of course, where would the ever expanding universe of the minutes by movie format be without Crystal Bath? And I think her husband, John, at the fifth element. Element. The fifth element. Element. Oh my God, I can't say that. <laughs> hey, we'll see you guys tomorrow. Uh, on the Better Off Dead Minute Podcast, Minute 10. 